Welcome to the Marriage Steps Podcast, where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, because it's rare, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. The six steps are establishing a covenant foundation, owning your brokenness, learning to share power, developing emotional attachment, cultivating sexual fireworks, and staying in love. The six steps are covered at my Total Marriage Refresh seminars in Denver and Dallas. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, licensed psychologist and marriage counselor. For more marriage resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com, and be sure to follow me at facebook.com forward slash drwyattfisher or on Instagram at drwyattfisher. Today's going to be my last episode until after next week. I'm going to take all next week off, uh, taking it off of work just to spend time with family and get some projects done. So this will be my last episode until two weeks from this week. So today I'm going to talk about four ways to make it through the holidays, four ways couples can make it through the holidays. As you know, right now is a stressful time of year. There's a lot to do, a lot going on. Family members are starting to visit or they're going to be coming soon. There's presents to buy, things to decorate. Things are crazy. And so this is a very stressful time of year. So I thought it would be fitting for me to end the year with an episode about this, about holidays. So I'm going to go through four ways couples can make it through the holidays. The first tip is to stay connected. It's so easy for couples when family starts to come into town and people are staying with you and you stay up late watching movies with them or playing games and you get up early and they need breakfast or whatever it is, before long, you as a couple are not having any time together. And that might be okay if the visitors are there for a short period of time, say two to three days tops. But if you have people coming into your house and they're going to stay there for an extended period of time, which is at least you know three days, four days, up to a week or even two weeks, that's a long time not to be connected. And when you're not connected in your marriage, what happens? You probably get more agitated with each other. You start assuming the worst in each other. You don't have each other's back. So you miss out on this idea or this ability to become a refuge for each other. So one thing I would encourage you to consider is to think through, talk with your spouse, how can we stay connected even when we have visitors? What could that look like for us? For some couples, perhaps that means every morning when they wake up, they need to go take a walk together because they know if they stay in their house, their their visitors will be right there and they have no space. So maybe that's a solution for some of you listening. Perhaps you need to wake up, get up and get out. Go take a walk. Go on a walk every morning and just you know, enjoy the sunrise and get some exercise together and connect. Talk about your highs and lows from the past day. You can do your head heart check. The head is the agenda. The heart is mad, sad, glad, or fear, and why. But spend some time connecting. Another idea is perhaps before you go to bed, tell your guests, oh yeah, we always go to bed around this time because you know that's our talk time or that's our connect time. Or you don't even need to tell them that and just tell them you're going to bed. And then you go into your room and shut the door and that becomes your designated connect time. So you want to think about how can you stay connected both both emotionally and sexually when you have a lot of visitors coming and going and at least get on the same page. 
You may decide, ah, we feel uncomfortable being sexual if we have family members in the house. And that's fine, again, if it's a short period of time. But if you have family members in the house for several weeks or one week or two weeks, then abstaining from sex that long can be really difficult for some spouses because that's one of their main love languages that fills up their love bucket. So process this together with your spouse. Talk about your top needs, how you're going to stay connected emotionally and sexually. And despite having visitors come and stay with you, how how can you carve out some time together daily, ideally, to stay close and stay connected? The second tip is on presents. So financial stress is huge when it comes to Christmas because you want to buy presents for your kids if you have kids or or if you have family members you're buying presents for and spouses usually have different ideas of how much they should be spending on on people in their family. So the first step I would recommend on this one is to set a budget. Sit down if you haven't already, talk through this with your spouse. If you have kids, talk through this with your spouse with how much should we spend per child. You know, I think this number, you think that number, maybe we need to negotiate and meet in the middle, but create a budget and come into agreement on how much you should spend per child if you have children and then pull out that money in cash so that you have that cash so that when you go shopping or you're out and about, you pull out the cash and pay for it. The cash approach is really nice because it keeps you in budget. If you're using your ATM card or worse, you're using a credit card, it's so easy to go over budget. But if you have cash, you know that your spouse and you have already agreed on this predetermined amount, so then you can spend it as you wish as you're out looking at things or something catches your attention. You can spend it as you wish. You don't have to consult with your partner because you've, agree- you've already agreed on the amount. The other nice thing with cash is you can make sure you don't go into debt for Christmas. The last thing you want after Christmas is a credit card bill. Talk about post-Christmas blues. That's the last thing you want. And so instead, try to finance your Christmas spending in cash only so it does not add to any Christmas or post-Christmas stress. The third tip to consider is you want to prepare on how to respond to difficult family members. We all have them. Maybe it's your uncle. Maybe it's your mom. Maybe it's your brother. But we all have at least one, maybe more family members that are really difficult to handle. And you know they're coming and you know when they come, they do certain behaviors that drive you crazy and drive your spouse crazy. And then before long, you and your spouse are fighting about those behaviors and you don't have each other's back. And it can divide you really, really quick. We have a family member like this. She's a handful. When she visits, she visits too long. When she's here, she won't stop talking. She's very controlling. She's interruptive. It's a handful. It's very stressful. And so when you have family members like that, you have to prepare in advance. So one one tip on this one is to sit down and talk with your spouse about all the pressure points that are probably going to happen during the visit with that difficult person. They'll probably start having this behavior. They'll probably start having that behavior. They'll probably start doing this. Whatever those items are, sit, sit down with your spouse in advance and talk through what to expect and then talk about how should we respond. How should we respond when they start doing behavior A? How should we respond when they start doing behavior B and behavior C? What should we do? And how would you like me to respond so that I have your back? What would that look like? And of all these difficult behaviors, which ones should we just let go? Because there's some truth in picking your battles. 
So maybe they have five difficult behaviors when they come to visit, but as you talk through it with your spouse, you recognize, you know what, we're only going to really focus on two of those five. The other three, we're just going to let go. We're going to pick our battles. It's only for a week or it's only for two weeks or whatever. But these these other two behaviors, we're not going to let go. And when those happen, we need to get on the same page and develop some strategies for how to react when those behaviors pop up. So that's a great strategy just to develop a sense of teamwork and weedness before the visitors ever come. The fourth tip to consider is to integrate pockets of calm. The holidays can be so hyped and everything is so rushed and so frenzied that you you don't enjoy it and it's more stressful than relaxing. So to make sure as you're planning your days and you're planning the outings and you're planning the activities for family and friends who are coming over for however long they're going to stay, make sure you plan some pockets of calm. So perhaps that means this day, we're just going to veg out and watch movies all day. Or this afternoon, we're just going to play cards all afternoon and board games. Or this day, you know, we're just going to, we're going to go to that local park and just kind of piddle around the park. So just be careful you don't pack in too many activities, but instead intentionally plan periods and pockets of calm. So those are four ways couples can make it through the holidays. So number one is stay connected. Number two, set a budget on gift giving and pull out that money in cash. Number three, prepare in advance how to respond to difficult family members. And four, integrate pockets of calm. If you enjoyed the episode today, please scroll down and click the five stars. That's the best way you can say thank you for the podcast. The more positive reviews I receive, the higher the podcast will appear in search results so others can find it and receive tools for their marriage. If you believe in this podcast and want to help me reduce the divorce rate, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash marriage steps. Depending on your level of support, you will receive a public thank you, a free podcast t-shirt, or two free tickets to my next Total Marriage Refresh seminar. Also, if this podcast has made a positive impact on your relationship, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it, it will thrive. And if you don't, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care and happy holidays.